Step 6. Repent. Week 1, Day 4. Consider the cost of following Jesus. The opening prayer for this lesson is, God, help me die to my old nature and follow Christ. Take up his daily cross. In Jesus' day, a person who took up a cross was on his or her way to die. Since Jesus' instruction was to die daily, we know that he did not mean physical death. Jesus suffered death and God's wrath for sin on a cross in our place. Rather, Jesus meant a daily denial of the desires of your sinful nature. To follow Christ and experience eternal life daily requires worldly sacrifice. Jesus walked the path that the Father put before him. It was a path of obedience, sacrifice, and love. Although his path proved to be the way of our rescue, it was costly. Are you willing, no matter the cost, to turn from your sins and follow Jesus for freedom? Luke 9 verse 23 to 25 says, And Jesus said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? Luke 14 verse 27 to 28 and 33 says, Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost? So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Jesus came to restore fully your heart to God. You will worship and serve what you love most. Recovery comes when you let God remove your idols, your worldly loves that direct you to dead-end paths. God does not want your heart divided. A divided heart got you into recovery. As God becomes the focus of your worship, He will direct you on the path of life. In Matthew 6 verse 24, Jesus said, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. A.W. Tozer said, How many Christians are there who pray every Sunday in church, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, without ever realizing the spiritual implications of such a prayer? What are we praying for? Should we edit that prayer so that it becomes a confrontation? My kingdom go, Lord, let thy kingdom come? Certainly, his kingdom can never be realized in my life until my own selfish kingdom is removed. It is when I resign when I am no longer king of my domain, that Jesus Christ will become king of my life. Take time to answer these questions now. Question 1. How have the idols that you have identified in inventory kept your heart from belonging 100% to God? Question 2. How could life change if these things no longer directed your goals, desires, or responses to hardships in life? When God removes an idol and replaces it with himself, it affects life. Priorities change when he becomes your first love. Relationships change. Sources of protection, comfort, pleasure, and provision change. Responses to life's temptations and trials change. These things change because whom you serve has changed. You accepted Christ when you realized that your debt of sin was too great to overcome. Jesus is your Savior from God's wrath. 
However, Christ did not only come to free you from God's wrath. He came so that God could freely rule your heart. Jesus came to be the Lord of your life. Romans 6, verse 6 to 7 and 10 to 14 says, We know that our old self was crucified with Christ in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. For the death Christ died, he died to sin, once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your body members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no rule over you since you are not under law, but under grace. Taking up your cross to follow Christ starts with dying to sin and your sinful nature. This does not mean physical death, nor does it mean that you will never sin again. It means you are willing to let God rule all of your heart as both your Savior and your Lord. If your heart is repentant, it means that you are not going to protect areas of your life from God anymore. You are willing for God to unseat any love, desire, or dream that is not His will. You will ask God to change sinful desires and take steps to protect yourself from temptation. You will be willing to follow all of God's direction. You will ask God to nail the coffin shut on your sinful nature. George Whitefield said, True repentance will entirely change you. The bias of your souls will be changed. Then you will delight in God, in Christ, in his law, and in his people. Henry Blackaby said, God is not looking for ways to make you squirm. He does, however, want to be Lord of your life. Whenever you identify a place where you refuse to allow his lordship, that is a place he will go to work. He is interested in absolute surrender. God may or may not require you to do that very thing you identified, but he will keep working until you are willing for him to be Lord of all. Oswald Chambers said, Get alone with Jesus and either tell him that you do not want sin to die out in you, or else tell him that at all costs you want to be identified with his death. Continue to take time to answer these questions. Question 3. What loves, desires, or dreams would you still pursue if you knew that gaining them would cost you an intimate relationship with God? Question 4. What do you not want God to interfere with? Why? Turning from sinful paths that you have walked for years is difficult. Most likely, you have built your home, life, career, and relationships among them. Your mind and body have worn deep ruts of sinful behavior that are easy to slip into, but hard to get out of. To escape these old ruts means changing what you love, seek, and rely on. You will need to retrain your mind and body to know God's path, hear His voice, and respond to it first. You will have to allow God's destination for you to be your own. You will have to remove things in your path that cause you to stumble and change relationships that pull you in wrong directions. The death of your old nature can be painful, like losing a part of yourself or someone you love. In Luke 14, verse 26, Jesus said, 
If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. In Matthew 5 verse 30, Jesus said, If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. Jesus was not refuting other scriptures that tell you to love others and care for your body, but rather he was using extreme examples to tell you that following him is costly. You may need to change significant relationships and suffer rejection or slander from loved ones. You may need to change the tools you use to manage life because these tools lead you to sin. Here are some examples of the cost to follow Christ for some people in recovery. Check into an addiction treatment center. Change jobs to honor God and family. End an affair. Confess a crime. Move away from bad influences. End internet access. Start taking medication. Stop taking medication. Stop dating. Cease sexual activity. Set boundaries with people you love. Cut up credit cards. Stay in a difficult marriage. Tell the truth to someone it will hurt deeply. Share sin struggles with others to ask for help. Forgive someone who deeply wounded you. While these examples may not be what God asks of you, He will ask you to leave your sinful nature's ways, make Him your first love, and follow His direction. Following Christ is the path to blessing, freedom, and eternal life, but it will change your life as you know it. You are powerless to die to your sinful nature and turn to God on your own. Step 1. Only God can change your heart, pull you from ruts, direct you on His path, and train you to walk in His way. Step 2. He asks you to trust Him each step of the path He leads you. Step 3. He asks you to leave no space in your life for sin to live. Repentance is trusting God enough to turn from your old paths to follow Christ. Though it will cost your old life, the trail Christ blazed for you will lead you to new life. Answer this question. Question 5. List three things you think God wants changed that will help to bury your sinful nature and turn to Him. The closing prayer for this lesson is, God, help me follow Christ in all areas of life. Help me to die to my sinful nature. Take note, the passages mentioned earlier are not literal commands to hate family and sever body parts. In context, Jesus was using extreme examples to illustrate a point to his audience. Now it's time to take action. Share your answers from this lesson with your mentor.